Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Visibility Playground Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Carrie Thomas Amaro. Today, we have a special guest. He literally is an expert speaker. He actually taught me how to speak and really look at, listen to like how I change my voice tones and the speeds of my voice, adding pauses <laughs> and things like that. So um, I'm super excited to have him on because he is going to show how she's going to share his visibility story, but he's also going to share how you can maybe start looking at your visibility and maybe adding speaking to your visibility to actually help you really hit your, hit your revenue goals and everything. So we're going to keep the intro and we'll see you in a second. Hey guys, Carrie here, and welcome to the Visibility Playground Podcast. The podcast that shares visibility journeys of entrepreneurs and teaches listeners how to use visibility to build their brand and attract an audience of raving fans and customers. Every week, we will be bringing you stories and advice from entrepreneurs who've achieved visibility success, as well as helpful tips and strategies to help you grow and scale your business and really get it in the way that you always wanted. So join us and let's create a world where your story of your business is seen and heard. Andrew, you I was I was just like tapping along to your to the music like, just then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you caught me off guard. <laughs> yay, yay to intro. Okay, cool. So, um, first of all, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Um, you are very someone that I admire. I learned so much from you. Just even it was funny. I was doing I was doing a talk. And I was asking the mm. pauses. And every time I pause, I always think about you. Like, it's literally like mm. you always pop into my mind. I'm like, oh, Andrew. <laughs> mm. so the seduction I, is in the silence. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was funny because they were like, I stopped. And then you could tell, like, they were like, okay, I get it. And then I kept mm. going. And then they were like, oh. And I was like, this is mm. what he was talking about. And then because it was mm. live, I could actually really see those those clicks and those, like, that that come in and be like okay what's next what's next text mm. <laughs> nice you allowed your content you, you allowed your voice to breathe and your information to breathe mm -hmm. I like it. yeah and i think for me that was one of the things that like i was because anyone who knows me knows i talk i talk really fast and mm. one of the things that what i learned from andrew was to change my the the speed of my talking and also change my inflections and deflections because what it mm. does it creates a more captivating message rather than like but if I then they're like oh where are we going with it so for the people who do not know you um I would love for you just to share a little bit about yourself and kind of like how you got here sure uh Easiest place to start, and I'll make this quick because when someone opens a story of when I was five, you're like, oh, my God, I think he's about 49 now and we're starting at five. We're gonna, this is going to be a long talk. Um, but I got onto TV and film uh, when I was 20 and had the essence of, all, of what I've loved has always been there from, from the beginning. And that segued into um, TV presenting, my um, love of, of discovering, I wanted to know and obsessed about what authenticity truly meant and then how to understand or to act upon what just be you means. So people throw that around wildly and go, you'll be fine, Carrie, just be you. And you go, well, what does that even mean and how do you do that? And so I, I, I became obsessed by that and then 
my TV career took me into public speaking, um, into coaching and, and mentoring speakers and it's taken me all around the world and uh, I'm really lucky. I get to love what I do and um, yeah, I, I've been doing this long enough that that perhaps I've, I've got to this place of boldness where I really feel like we're redefining what world-class presenting looks like. It's it's creating a feeling. It's less less information and more connection. Well, we're moving from this age of information to the age of connection. And if you can blend both, I mean, you're winning. Uh, but I, I, I love the idea of being able to turn up and truly who you are that day, not who you believe you should be. Um, and of course, that takes the weight of what other people's expectations are, uh, because you're able to show up when you're able to show up authentically. You don't need to pretend, which is really what most people do when they go live or do videos or uh, even just meet people in person. Um, and especially on stage, is they become a, a caricature um, of what they believe they're meant to look like or sound like. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I feel that when it comes to visibility, I feel like that and the fears around visibility, I feel like that's a big part of where it stems from is where there's a thought process because there's something that we heard or we read and someone said, we, I never know who this someone is, but some that someone that, yep. that says all the things they said that you had to act a certain type of way to be successful. Yeah. So then if you don't fit that mold, you feel like you're trying, like you feel like you have to change or be different. And then now all of these insecurities and fears start coming up around, well, like, I don't feel good about this. I don't want anybody to judge me. Like I have, I don't know how to act like this person acts. And then now you go down this rabbit hole of like really self-sabotage because you you didn't really sit with yourself and say, actually, who am I? And what's the stuff that actually feels good to me? And yeah. let's, let me be authentic and let me just share authentically. Yeah, well, you're living out of integrity with yourself. And, mm-hmm. you know, you end up falling into a trap of... So when people go live, when I say live, doing Facebook Lives or LinkedIn, whatever that, whatever it is, but, and when they're on stage they we tend to project um we project most people try to project likable they're not doing it deliberately but they're projecting their idea of likable so what is this likable character that i can play they project authenticity which is the worst one they project confidence they speakers most of the time are trying to project inspiring and if you are all those things you don't need to project you know, if you are confident, then why act confident? If you are authentic, then you don't need to project it. If you are inspiring, if your friends would go, well, Carrie, you're, already in, you're a really inspiring person, then you don't need to project that. You just you just are. So you end up falling into this constant. It's hard to be yourself when you are projecting, you know, because you're playing this constant, um, this character when you're being seen that is, your version of who you think other people want to see. And of course, that just carries a weight of expectation of you don't even know how to play that character properly because it's not you. It's, it's, it, do you know, does that make sense? So you're not being you 
So it, there's a weight of, and, and trust me, this took me a long, long time to figure out, like a long time to figure out. But just be you is, is really hard unless you know what just be you means. Because if, when someone goes just... If, if someone no, goes just be you, what part? <laughs> you know, if you're on stage or if you're on camera, you're capturing a moment in time, especially on camera because you can you can keep recording it, you know, and trying, trying again. But on stage, you got one shot. So if someone says just be you, you, you go, well, what part? I found this infinite character, this infinite person with multiple ways of... of acting and reacting in any given moment, then what part are you after? And what, what most people, uh, like when I was on TV, what most directors wanted was a specific part of Andrew. So it wasn't just be you at all. It was just be this part of Andrew with the shoulders back and, hey, I'm Andrew Eggleton, and welcome to you know this travel show. So that was the part they wanted, which, of course, never sat right with me because sometimes I, that wasn't me. So sometimes I was like, yeah, so then it wasn't just be you at all. It was like, we want that character that Andrew can play. And of course, so then when you know people are judging you for that, you, and it, it's hard because you, you go, well, that's not even me. That was the expectation they put on me that day in front of the camera. Does that make sense? Mm, it does. And it's funny because like, I think, and, and this is, I always tell people like this podcast it's like we start with one thing and then it turns into this other beautiful, beautiful situation. I feel like this is where we are right now because like, I think this is like what we're talking about is the fundamental reasons why visibility and putting yourself out there is a problem. And it's, mm -hmm. and then, so my question to you is like, if we, if he, and if humans and entrepreneurs are prone to creating this projection mm -hmm. of how they think people want them to show up, be a part. How do you, I guess, fix that to be able to do it authentically? Nice. I'm just writing something down so I don't forget it for you. So the first part is if you understand the basis of that energy is information, your energy is the information your audience are receiving. So if you are out of out of alignment or out of sync with who you really are and you're projecting or you're, you're um, being somebody else and playing a character on stage or camera, you're, the information your audience is receiving is distorted. So they can't feel you. They can hear you and see you, but they can't feel you. And... That's a problem because out of when we're when we're communicating, only seven percent is the words we use. The rest is body language, tone, and the energy. Right. So there's this. When when I deal with just be you, this is how the easiest way to do it. I mean, this is what you're asking. So before I go on stage, and I still have to do this nearly 29 years, actually 29 years later, I still have to remind myself of this because sometimes I can be on stage or camera and I can feel out and I'm like, what is going on? That's right. This isn't, I'm, I'm projecting right now. I'm trying to be uplifted when I, I'm not feeling like that. So the first thing I do is I go, well, what, how am I, what state am I in? 
Am I feeling agitated? Am I feeling relaxed? Am I feeling melancholic? Am I feeling tired? Am I feeling jet lagged? Am I feeling excitable or um, a little bit obnoxious or cheeky? And I go, okay, cool. And then I own that. I'm like, that's me right now. Right now, that's me. And then I have to become aware of this is not good or bad or right or wrong or positive or negative to the way I'm going to present right now. It is perfect because that's what just be you means. So when I own that, the expectations have dissipated. They've gone. So I can still walk on stage, and if I'm feeling jet-lagged or tired, I'm not going to bounce on stage and go, hey, everybody, I'm really excited to be here and and, and blow smoke up everyone's mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to be calm and walk out, but I'm going to share my information the same as I would any other one but I'm going to share it from a different place. That's all that happens. Mm. But because I have a level of craft that allow me to use my voice and my pacing and, and, I, and I, I've, I've developed a, a sensitivity to what is true, what is true to say or what is true to that my audience need to hear right now, I'll articulate my point. How I articulate my point will be influenced by how I'm feeling. So that will influence the words I choose. So there, if I'm sitting in that, I know that I'm being me. Of course, I'm working moment to moment, moment to moment. So as I warm up and people are laughing or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working and just, I'm just playing, I'm being me, right? Then I will move and I'll probably walk off the stage in a different mood. But the first part is as soon as you decide, this is what most people do. They decide that their state is not the state that other people want to see. It's not their best selves. And so this is why most people procrastinate putting themselves out there because most of the time when they wake up, they decide that this isn't their best self. They're waiting for that magic moment of like, holy shit, I'm feeling magnetic today. My hair's good. I'm feeling magnetic. I'm in the zone. This is today where I need to create all my content. This is the day where I should be on stage. This is the day I'm going to do that live and kill it. But what happens to the other 364 days? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. So now, now you're tapping into something. Now you're tapping into something because I even, I'll tell people, even I run into this situation, especially mm. when it comes to stories. Like when I'm in stories, sometimes I'm like, I'm not. A lot of my time is like, well, I don't really look the part for stories today. <laughs> And a lot of times I ask myself, and this is this internal conversation that I ask myself, I'm like, would it would it just be more, because, no, I don't always dress up every day. I dress up the, a bulk of the days, but it's not an everyday thing. But if I mm. show that side of myself, is that okay? And I think for me, one of the reasons that I got scared of it was perception of how my brand was represented. And I was like, well, people see me, see my brand as like this premium brand. So if yeah, I'm kind of not all the way together, does that actually um, de- like decrease the value of what people perceive? There's a really nice point here. The idea of authenticity People love it. 
people love the idea of authenticity, but the reality is too frightening for most people to actually embrace it. Yeah. Because showing up, I think what we're wearing is different. That's a brand. Like, yeah, because some people, uh, look, some people will come back to me and go, well, I, you know, me doing a Facebook Live from in my dressing gown and bed is that, you know, I'm just being authentic. I'm like, no, that's being lazy and sloppy. And <laughs> you know what I mean? It's very different. Like There's nothing authentic. <laughs> that's not authentic. That's like you get, having no clients. And, <laughs> but the authenticity is being able to put your threads on, being able to put, whatever it is that you turn up in business and it's you the essence of you being there like how am i today and but honestly the 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 speaking engagements that i do that i'm sitting outside and i could be tired or jet lagged or anxious or i've had a weird day and i'm just off and i'm f kind of freaking out myself and i'm reminding myself andrew this is what you freaking teach own it Walk in there, get on stage and own how you're feeling and the magic will happen. And of course it happens because I'm, I'm open. I'm, I'm, I'm open to receive and I'm open to feel other people because I'm not blocking. I'm, there's no barrier. I'm, I, I, I'm not going go in there and pretend you're confident because there's nothing authentic about that. It's funny because I think about um, the first in-person event that I spoke at, which is Marketer's Heart, um, around this time, um, around February of last year. And I remember right before the, um, right before I was um, getting ready to get on stage, I was nervous. And I, mm. like, I was like, and I was like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just, like, literally I had a moment. I was like, I'm too nervous to try to be anybody else. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna be me. So literally, the first thing I said, I was like, "All right, guys, I'm a little nervous, but we're we're gonna get mm. through this together." <laughs> yeah, and, that's a really nice way to start. I, I, yeah. If I'm nervous, I will tell the audience. I'm like, "Do you know what I love about this? After 29 years, I still get nervous. Isn't that cool?" And of course, the nerves are gone now because the audience go, "Oh, he gets nervous too," and then we're all on the same page, and I don't have to pretend at all that I'm not. And then the craft can step in as well because I, I, I can slow my speech down and create pause and I can build the connection with my cadence or the, the space. Exactly. So I, and it was funny yeah, so that, because even thinking about that event, I remember when I got done, there were so many people that came up to me and they were like, Carrie, like your story touched me. And then there was even down to like the pictures from the event and when I was speaking, you saw like the captivation that was mm. there. And it like it was like almost like an awe moment for me because I was like, mm. I was like, the all these people are like looking at me. Like they're not doing other things. Like they're engaged, mm. they're 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 drawn in. They're like, Carrie, like I love your story. And I was like, yeah. You do? Yeah. And like this one woman, she came up to me like crying, and she was like, Oh my gosh, Carrie, like you just made me believe mm. and i'm like me <laughs> I, it happens carrie to the best of them I, 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 mm. I, have a, I have a client who lives in london and she, i mean she's a she's a rock star mm. 
I mean, she's a rock star coach. She really, she really is. I mean, when you can, when you're on Richard Branson Island and being mentored by him, and you're speaking at Wembley, I mean, you're a bit of a rock star. And we had a session in London when I was there last last year, and we were going through the idea of authenticity and practicing, and she was getting all this, and then the reality dawned upon her of. If I'm not, normally she goes out and dances and gets excited and this is the brand and to be very excitable and vivacious and magnetic. And I'm like, yeah, but what if you're not feeling like that? And she goes, oh, well, I, I would do it anyway. I'm like, well, then this whole idea of authenticity can't exist. You can't teach it if, if you're afraid of it. And what was beautiful is that day that she, she literally owned how she was feeling. And because she owned that, the connection with the audience was so much deeper. And it was the standout talk from that day because she owned who she was and how she was that moment. So she literally turned up just as her, which was authenticity, which meant her the energy that she was that people were receiving, the information was clear. I see you. That's the ability of the audience to go, I see you, I feel you, I'm hearing you you and it's funny because i remember oh a couple years ago i posted this reel my sister she said it was like she said it used to be her comment relief for like for months but it was this reel where like i was jumping in the air i think you remember it's like when you jumped in the air but your feet never touched the ground so it was just like (laughs) jump 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 and I remember doing that and I was so excited about it. And I was like, this is my personality, like in real. And I remember mm. when I did it, there was a sense of nervousness because I'm like, people aren't going to get it. But when I did it, there was so many people, like I had, I got so many DMs that day when I posted it and they were like, Carrie, like you inspire me to show up as myself. Like you mm. inspire me to put myself out. And like, they're like, if I can just do 10% of what you do, like, I'm like, but it, like, I didn't, like, I was, it was that thing, it was like that reciprocity of, like, when you actually give in and say, you know what, this is me, yeah, I might be a little corny, but, you know, I like my corny, and I'm just going to put myself out there in mm. spite of, and I think that's the piece, is that, like, that in spite of thing, because I feel like mm. when it comes to visibility and making that making that choice is you're you you know or you have a, a understanding that there could be backlash there could be other people's thought processes or other people's thinking that might weigh it down but if you yeah. do it in spite of all of that that's where you're that's that that's that true moment of saying you know what like this is me and maybe they might not get it or maybe they might not understand it but i know the i know the intention and the heart that i had around it and i know that this is a piece of me that i want to share with the world i i i, I like i like it it's cultivating a sensitivity to what is true and what's not true so when you're speaking truth and when you uh, when you have cultivated that sensitivity to be able to to filter to know what's true and to know what you're saying just because of nerves or because you think it's what other people want to say want want to hear um 
a, there's a different feel to it. There's a different frequency to that. And you will always have your knockers, but it becomes irrelevant when you know that the truth has been spoken, that those words that have left your lips are real. They're, they're, they're the truth. Uh, they've come from that right place. So, yeah, the, that idea of, you know, when you get out there and become visible, there's always going to be people that don't agree with you. And it, it really doesn't matter, especially we're, we're living, we've kind of moved into the society where authenticity, although it's spoken about a lot, not many people are living it in business, you know, because it's kind of been drilled out of everybody of, of these expectations of what you're meant to be like and, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, the, and the craziness of, of PC and, and um, projecting and, and um, virtual signaling, you know what I mean, to this point of it's hard to decipher what is real and what's not real. But if you have cultivated that sense of sensitivity, you don't buy into trends or you are, if you're speaking the truth, you are the trend. You know, you are the very, you are that very thing. You don't need to follow. Um, and people who hear the truth and can feel that and hear it, they will be your people. I love that. I love that so much. I love that so much. So what's coming up for me, I definitely feel like we need to have a part two to this because <laughs> I feel like this this is this is like this is some really this is some really deep stuff. And I think it really mm. shows a reframe and um, shifting of thinking around visibility mm -hmm. and realizing that a big piece, and I think that my last comment to this is visibility is in direct proportion to the revenue that you want to make but it's also in direct proportion to the person that you truly are inside yeah well i love that to add to that carrie you're gifting your audience your true internal world that's purity that's purity oh, I love right that. there mm. oh, i love that that's good. Okay, Andrew, where was, can people find good. you? Like, good. what do you have? Like, I like that one. That's good. I was like, ooh, that's good. Um, where can people find you? Where, like, <laughs> like, where are you located? And things like that for the people. And we'll make sure we put all these links in the show notes. Sure, sure. So they can find me on Instagram at Andrew Eggleton. Um, LinkedIn with Andrew Eggleton. I have, a, I have a group in there called The Presenters Experience with Andrew Eggleton. Um, and I have a Facebook group, The Heart of Presenting. I'm in it. Yeah. You are in it. You are, I, yes. I am yes. in this group. Come on, Winston. Oh, you okay? Oh, Winston. I don't know. If, I got a dog. I got a dog when I was um, and he's my co-host. So, you know, he always needs to make many, some, some type of appearance. I'll give, I can't. I'll give I can't. Mm. Wow! Like completely. That's some gangster dog. <laughs> I could, I wasn't. I was not expecting a dog in a hoodie. <laughs> he has. It's funny because he has lots of plaid hoodies. Like that's like um, that's his. That's his style. 
He either does right, hoodies see. or bow ties. He's like one or the other. He's it's like it's almost like you. It's like you get like a polo shirt or you get like a button up. It's like yeah. <laughs> that's it. I have my uniform. You're right. <laughs> And so does he. But guys, thank you so much. I'm going to catch up with um, with Andrew. And thank you for listening to the Visibility Playground podcast. And we will see you next time for another amazing episode. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Visibility Playground podcast. If you're now like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to dive into my visibility, or you're just like, I just want to assess where I am in my visibility journey, take the Visibility Vitals Check Quiz. You can go to www.visibilityvitalquiz.com. I will make sure that I put it in the show notes, but make sure that you go take the quiz, DM me, let me know how it went. Talk soon.